All right, folks, Barack Lurie and the Barack Lurie Podcast. Thanks for uh, tuning in again. So one of the most amazing uh, outrages that has recently uh, come our way is this mandate for the vaccine um, that will now will mandate children as young as five years old to have to take this vaccine. Ari, I got to tell you, it is so outrageous to me this notion that they think they could do this. I, I just, I, I just cannot believe they think this. Now they know, they know for a fact that kids don't really meaningfully spread this this uh, virus. They know that kids don't get impacted by this virus. They don't even, they're not even able to say that they have a, a lot of kids who have died from this virus, right? So, you know, how, how are they going to excuse themselves? This is a, uh, instead of saying, let's wait, right? Because the kids are clearly not in danger of dying from the COVID virus. They are just not. And they're not in danger of spreading the virus that much either. So uh, what's the rush? Why, why, why? I mean, of all the groups to insist on getting the COVID virus vaccine, you would think this would not be the group. Uh, I understand from the other groups, uh, perhaps, like the, um, the elderly and the very, um, uh, very uh, frail. I get that, you know, and, and then encourage them to get the vaccine because they're more in danger. But this is not the case. And, and why would you rush this? That's the thing that I want to talk about today is rushing it. That's what concerns me. Now, uh, by the way, Ari now is... Uh, you know, come, coming to us from FaceTime, um, make a lot of background noise, I got to tell you, uh, Ari. But uh, yes, like, exactly like that. He sounds like a cat. I don't know why. Um, anyway, so uh, he's coming to us remotely from a discreet location that apparently he doesn't want to disclose. But it's okay. Uh, sometimes you just have to get uh, Ari where you find him. So Ari, what do you think about this? Because I think that there's a rush here. And, and the rush is what I want to talk about. It's, I think it, it belies an agenda. Uh, well, uh, you know that we, you know, I agree with you on that. The thing that I think is most sinister is the behavior of those rushing the vaccine into all the segments of the population, especially the children, because, um, you know, these are the same people who constantly tell you how much they care about the children and how much we don't. You know, children while starve, we separate them at the border, we, uh, you know, do this, that, the other to them. Oh, you know, they abort children, but, you know, we don't care about children ever. And whenever we bring up how much we care about this, we're called deniers and our opinions are suppressed and we're expected to just go along and get along with this rush schedule without any longitudinal testing of the over the long term of what this does to the human body, let alone a child's body. Yeah. So I, I think that's spot on. It, it's the rush though. So, so at some point you, you have to wonder to yourself, is there an agenda going on? It's, it's becoming to me, uh, it's, sorry, it's coming more and more clear to me, becoming more and more clear to me, Ari, that there is an agenda. Now, what that specific agenda is, you know, I won't pretend to know right now, but, but it, let, let's, let's, I want to throw out an agenda out there, and it does sound conspiratorial, no doubt about it, but it would explain everything that we're seeing here. And I'm not that kind of guy 
to talk about conspiracies. I think the conspiracies generally don't fly. They don't make sense. I don't believe in the lunar landing conspiracy. I don't believe the Rothschild conspiracy. I don't believe in a lot of the other conspiracies that are out there. However, I do know that there was massive cheating going on in the November 3rd, 2020 election. I'm very confident about that. I'm very confident that they're withholding information regarding not only the virus, but also the vaccine. Uh, I'm very confident that they conspired on the Russian collusion uh, front. There's a lot of things that they've done that you can say are really quite conspiratorial. So uh, I also know that there are many groups out there that are seeking to depopulate the earth or feel like uh, this is, uh, you know, it would be great if somehow America would uh, no longer be able to have kids or there'd be a depopulation uh, throughout the entire planet. And that the world would somehow be better off with uh, maybe only one and a half billion people as opposed to the seven billion that there are. So that, that's one thing. So now what if, and again, I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying, what if the virus, uh, the vaccine rather, had some sort of mechanism in it whereby it would uh, make infertility much more likely to happen if you were to get the vaccine? And... Uh, they have a long-term goal of eventually making sure that people can't have babies. What if that's the case? Well, look, I don't have proof of it. I don't know. But I would say that it would, it would explain everything that we're seeing. How about that? The rush to push everyone to do this as young as five years old. I mean, think about it. If you, if you vaccinate a kid who's five or six years old, seven years old, and uh, he or she... You know, is, is not planning to have kids until, what, uh, late 20s, early 30s. Uh, and then they discover, hey, you know, uh, I, I just can't have kids. You know, how do we, how do they trace it back to the time that they were five or six or seven? Too much time will have passed. They'll say, oh, that's crazy. That's bunk, this notion. But they're really geared up on these kids, aren't they? I mean, first it was 12-year-olds, now, now five-year-olds. Why the rush? That's the question, because we know they do not spread the virus, they don't get the virus, not in meaningful numbers. I think, what, what is it, Ari, like 120 kids uh, died from uh, contracting COVID in the yeah, entire nation? Out of 40 million kids in America, something like under 150 died. It's, it's a statistic that's so small as to be um, both insignificant and statistically zero. Yeah, so it's basically zero. <clears throat> And if that's the case, and they don't even mention it, then clearly something is going on here. We, we know this. I mean, this is the same group that told us that we only needed 15 days to flatten the curve. This is the same group that told us that we don't need masks. I mean, we, I can go through this litany of things that they lied to us about, right? We know that it, it came from a lab, not from the bat cave, right? Or it, it's, it's a little too much misinformation. I mean, they, they of course, point to us and claim that we're the ones engaging in the misinformation campaign, but that's all projection. It always has been, just like the Russian collusion thing has been, just like uh, the Ukrainian madness has been, uh, just like uh, global, uh, the, warming. Uh, global warming for that matter. Yeah. Now, all these things are a little maddening because it's becoming more and more transparent. I think there is an agenda going on. And I, again, I don't know if it's a depopulation effort, but something's up with this vaccine and I don't like it something's up. And I, I, if I had to suspect something, I would suspect that there's an infertility issue 
involved there. I don't think they're trying to kill people. Uh, I, but I do think that they wouldn't mind making it more difficult <clears throat> for future prospects of having children, right? Now, you, before you say that is crazy, crazy stuff, Barack, before you say that, remember, this is the culture of death that we're talking about. This is an abortion culture that has no compunction about encouraging uh, young people to have abortions and to do so without the consent of their parents, right? That's odd. This is also a, a group that has no compunction about encouraging kids to lop off their breasts or their penises, as the case may be, uh, whenever they feel like it. You know, they could be very young and, and suddenly now we have to, to worry about whether or not they, they're going to force our kids to have, have sex change operations, Right. So this is a mindset that we're playing with now. So why would that be so absurd? Why? To suggest that somehow they're trying to curb the population growth. Why? Is it that absurd? I mean, and, and I think I've knocked out the conspiracy possibility because we, we've now shown that there are massive conspiracies going on. And I'm not talking about the lunar, Earth, lunar landing type conspiracy. I'm talking about the Russian collusion conspiracy. We know that for a fact now. We know for a fact the Ukrainian thing was a conspiracy. We know for a fact the efforts to derail Trump <clears throat> with the uh, good people on both sides and, and all the other arguments that they've made against Trump, including the, the January 6th so-called insurrection and hiding people um, who participated in that and they're not giving them due process. You think that's not a conspiracy? You think that there's not an agenda going on there? And then, of course, trying to incarcerate people and calling parents who want to uh, show up at, at meetings at school boards and, and calling them domestic terrorists. You think that there's not an agenda going on there? And uh, <laughs> let's not forget Black Lives Matter being mostly peaceful. Yeah, exactly right. It's, and, the, and the whole movement for that matter, it's a, it's a communist uh, organization, Mark, at least a Marxist organization, uh, and then, then we have the southern border. You think that there's not, a, there's not an agenda going on there? Of course there is. You, you don't even have to be a Democrat or a, a right-wing nut at all to think for a moment that they're purposefully getting these people into the country for the purpose of, of uh, spreading them throughout America uh, to change the voting block, right? I mean, they're hoping that, of course, that they'll vote Democrat. Uh, and they're flying them in the, in the darkness of night all over the country. We know that for a fact, too. These are agendas going on here. So why would it be so, um, so out of the park to say, I and mean, what's the right word? Why, why would it be so out there to suggest that there is some sort of agenda going on with the encouragement of the vaccine? To, to push it to so many different age groups, including kids as young as five years old. Why? And the kids as young as five is right now. You know, two to five will be the next group. Six months to two will be the next group. And I would say it's more than a push. It's more than a rush. It's an obsession. And obsessions never end well in, in the, for the subject matters that we discuss on this show. You know, the, the great political debates of the ages, because we constantly see the lesson from history that those who act with with level headedness and make cool decisions under pressure and take their time, usually make the right decision or a decision that's closer to right 
And whenever decisions are rushed and forced and based on a crisis du jour, it never ends well. Like, look at how, uh, for example, they're, they're, this is off subject, but you see the same pattern, how they're obsessed with pushing the uh, Build Back Better agenda bills. And in 2010, they were obsessed with passing Obamacare now, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got you got a really good point. You, you got a really good point there. It is all about the rush, you know, because that that's what we started off with by saying, "I really want to explore this rush." Everything they, they have to have it right now, and and when we're the ones saying, "Wait, wait, hold on," can we think about this for a second? Can we really evaluate this? Can we have more studies about this? We're the crazy ones, you see. We're the ones who are saying, "Hold up, hold on, hold on, hold on." Global warming and climate change and such. And then, if you if you just are now asking questions, you're insane. You're the crazy person for saying, "I just am not so sure about this." I'm I'm a skeptic, and you're crazy for doing so. But this is the new mantra: if you do not absorb what the way I'm thinking, and you do not go along with the programs that I'm pushing, you, Barack and Ari, you are crazy. And all your kinfolk. Yeah. And look at the level of fundamental transformation that has happened and will happen based on the vaccine rules. The loss of liberty. The loss of jobs. Remember, these are people who constantly told us that they were on the side of working people. And uh, it was... It's all about money and income and um, uh, a fair day's pay and uh, living wages. Now look how many people are losing their living wages because of a health decision for their own pers- based on their own personal uh, desires. Yeah, it's not it's not a bad point, Ari. And and what I what I would say is what's interesting about this is to to ask the uh, kind of a different question. As you know, I like to ask questions than the negative. One thing we can say that this is not about, not about. This is not about health. This is not about protecting kids by any stretch of the imagination, right? This is not about that. It is about something else. And the, so, so when we know that it's not about the health and it's not about somehow uh, stopping the spread of COVID or otherwise, so you, it, it begs the question, what is it about? What? Well, the, the Occam's razor, obvious answer, and the, the, this is inarguable, <laughs> is part of what it's about is money for the pharmaceutical companies. And I think I've said this to you before that I believe this is a um, camel nose under the tent or or the second camel nose under the tent for national health care policy and and directions in that Obamacare was the way of nationalizing the insurance industry, the insurance product industry, this is a way of, if you will, nationalizing the drug industry because it acts as, first of all, a gigantic socialist hangout to the big pharmaceutical companies to uh, give this to the public, given quotes, while it's being forced, really. And then that will allow the shoehorning of the next wave of policy, which is, hey, if government paid for the vaccine, why doesn't the government pay for your Tylenol and your Advil and your Bayer and your, uh, you know, your... Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. So, so it's, it's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, I, I, that's being, that's being, that's being very... That's being... Let me finish the point, though. Yeah. The, so, so that's the half that we know. You're speculating on the next half, and I'm, this is why I wanted to finish the point, because I believe this point... Uh, provides massive backup for you, which is if it was the case that this was only 
about money for the pharmaceutical companies. There was there would have been other ways of doing it. But the, with the rush and the hysteria and all this other stuff and the behavior of the censorship or the name calling and the demonizing of anyone like us who has even the slightest disagreement with both method and serum, it indicates that they're, they're getting something out of the doses being put in bodies that's beyond the pharmaceutical profits. And because we also know from their behavior in other areas, in other crises and other agendas, how sinister they behave, people like you and I could only conclude that it has to do with the the environmental extremist depopulation agenda. Also factored in that people like Bill Gates have made speeches on this subject with that as a conclusive thing they want to achieve for the last 10 or 15 years. Oh yeah, they've been they've been very vocal about this, and it's right. it's true. It's, the, 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 hold, hold on, Ari, hold on. That the point is uh, that uh, you know again, there is an agenda going on. Just the way that they're trying to rush it through, the the trying the, the the vehemence with which they speak, and the anger they have toward you for questioning them whatsoever suggests something is up, right? It's it's as if I mean think about anything else in your life. If somebody comes to your door and says. Uh, I want you to buy this lawnmower for me. And you say, I don't really need a lawnmower. And then he keeps on insisting on it. He keeps on insisting. And, and you know, I'll give it to you for $50. I'll give you for $49. I'll give you for $40. You'd be a fool not to get this. And, and then they get angry with you for not even considering it. And, and you, you, eventually you say, what is it with this man and his lawnmower? What do you want from me? Can you please leave me alone? And you have to suspect that something's up. This guy wants to get rid of this lawnmower because it's either toxic or uh, it, he's stolen it and he's trying to you know, get away from the cops. I don't know. But something is up with this guy and the vehemence with which he speaks. And that's what we're dealing with right now, isn't it? So, uh, you look, there is an agenda. I just, again, I, let's, I'm, I'm trying to be academic here. I have my, my theories about it myself. I do, I do tend to think that when you pile it on together with all the people and all the beliefs of these people who have been pushing this vaccine, uh, most of which is to depopulate the planet, uh, you, you begin to wonder whether this is, you know, the ultimate tool, the vehicle by which they can, they can achieve their great dream and glory of depopulating the planet. I mean, how else would they do it, right? They, they're not going to tell people, hey, you know, please give us your penises and let us, uh, you know, give you vasectomies, uh, you know, involuntarily. Uh, please let us take out your ovaries. What do you think is going to, they're not going to do it that way, right? They'll do it in a way exactly like, they would do it exactly in the way uh, uh, that we're seeing here, which would be through a vaccine, through the promise of protecting you one way or the other. That is the way they would do it. They would do it with love and say that if you're not doing it, you're crazy. And then one day when people begin to suspect that there's a correlation between the vaccine, the people who've taken the vaccine and the infertility with those people who've taken the vaccine one way or the other, they'll say, well, there's no causation. And especially if everyone has taken the vaccine, Right. Then, then, then there's no uh, control group, is there? Okay, so I know that sounds. I know this all sounds wacky, but you have to wonder about the passion with which they are pushing this because it makes no sense. It just doesn't make sense. The most terrible thing I can think of, Ari, is that 
you know, and, and this, this is not a good agenda either, is that they, they want to promote the vaccine because they know it's so div divisive, divisive, divisive. And uh, by doing so, it'll force a lot of businesses to close. It's an indirect way to collapse the economy, maybe, right? That to me is the most charitable agenda uh, approach. And the most sinister one is the one we've been talking about, which is to depopulate people, you know, the, the planet. I don't know, but it's, it's somewhere in between maybe. Who knows? But there is an agenda going on and it's pissing me off. And there's one other factor, which is the fatalities and the permanent injuries that have occurred so far. There, the scientists who are in the know say that the VAERS reporting system that has so far reported over 20,000 deaths is about one-tenth of the real number. It's reported over 100,000 permanent injuries. That's also one-tenth of the real number, at least on the small end. So it is killing people. It is maiming people in gigantic numbers. I know someone who died from it. Yeah. So many of us know people who have gotten sick either minorly or majorly from it so far. Yeah. I know more people who died of the vaccine, one, than died of COVID. Yeah, it's, 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 a, scary, it's a scary concept. And I have to tell you that when I, I've seen a couple of friends who have taken the vaccine, my wife in particular, she was down for the count. It scared the frig out of me. Ari, I thought she was going to die. She was on the floor, uh, you know, shaking. I, you know, like I said before in another podcast, she, she did everything except speak in tongues. It was weird. And I just was terrified. I didn't know what to do. I thought, I, thought, I thought about telling my kids, you know, I'm so sorry, kids. You know, you lost your mommy. And, uh, you know, it was a terrifying thought to me. That, that I, I just, anyway, the point is, and it's a point that's well taken, that the, the VAERS system is showing that this is way off the charts in terms of other vaccines. And uh, other vaccines just don't have these kind of consequences. And the thing that they, they don't respect I mean, I, I don't know where, maybe you said it, Ari, but I, I got it from some other uh, social media friend, and they put it this way, that they are forcing people to take a vaccine um, that one of its consequences, one of its possible side effects is death. Death. And they're telling us that we have to do it. I don't want to take that risk. I don't want it. I don't have to take it. I don't want to take it on behalf of my kids. Uh, and that's, that's uh, you know, that's the other risk, of course, being paralysis or, uh, you know, lethargy or, or some sort of horrific other ailment that may last for a long time. Heart disease. Remember, heart disease is one of the great, you know, top three killers of uh, people in America. So they're willing to give you heart disease to prevent COVID. That makes no sense in a logical world. And... These are the people, Democrats, who have constantly complained about dangerous products. You know, cigarettes, toasters, any number of things. Oh, yeah, second-degree smoke, right? Second-degree second second smoke, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Second-hand. And so if this was a, a, a normal situation, any vaccine, in finger quotes, that killed this many people would not only be banned by now, the CEOs of the companies pushing it would be hauled before criminal courts and, and prosecuted for murder. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're right. It's it's a it's a it's a good it's a good point. It's a good point. It's it's a Ari Ari Ari. Hold on. No Ari. Hold on. You, you just hang on for a second. I know you. But the, the, the point is, it's a well-taken point. Obviously, there's a very, different, a very different agenda going on here when it comes to anything COVID-related compared to 
uh, anything else. They, they, they would be hauled in. But, of course, they managed to give themselves complete uh, immunization, as it were, from liability any, for anything associated with the COVID vaccine. And tough luck, that's what you're going to have to live with. So uh, people have taken this vaccine and horrific things have happened. I mean, I, I just you don't see anything like this when it comes to the flu vaccine or any other vaccine. I don't know of anyone who took the smallpox vaccine, for example, who suffered anything like we're hearing now from this vaccine. And when, you you know, they, they want to marginalize this, certainly CNN and MSNBC, all those bad boys, they, they want to marginalize any discussion about it. They say that there's, it's completely effective. Even, even the president, Asterix, uh, says to all of us at meetings that this is completely effective. There's no, no harm. But we know that, 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 that he's lying about that. He knows better himself. Now, let's talk, and this is kind of related. I want to talk about Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom did not appear for something like 15 days after taking the jab, right? Uh, what, what is your take on that, Ari? Uh, my first part of the take is actually very interesting, I believe. He was injected by Dr. Mark Golly, who is the head of public health for the state of California, meaning he received the shot from a medical doctor, but a medical doctor who's been working as a bureaucrat for several years. Here's what I found out a few weeks ago, that um, one of the things that you're not supposed to do when you administer this vaccine is pinch the flesh where the vaccine goes. And if you look at the pictures where Dr. Mark Golly, head of public health of California, is injecting the booster into Gavin Newsom, he pinches his arm, which allows the vaccine to enter the bloodstream. All right, so what's your point? So, so the point is, if he's suffering adverse reactions, part of it is because it was administered to him in the cor- correct way. Oh, I see. Okay. Which is interesting. Really, it, it's, it, to me, it's like beautiful karma that it, it happened that way. Well, Especially oh. for the governor who started the mandating of, of vaccines for children in, Cal- in, in school kids, the first state to do it. Well, look, I, I don't, I, I don't know Ari about uh, about all that. My my suspicion is my suspicion is that yes, the, he's he's going to be one of these people that did have a very uh, disastrous response to the the vaccine. Uh, look, I, I wouldn't wish this upon anybody, even Gavin Newsom. Um, I do think it's very odd that he disappeared for 15 days, but this is it reflects yet another lie, doesn't it? Because here he is for about 15 days, completely media silent. And it's, it's, you know, coincidentally, right after uh, taking the jab. And then he wants you to believe that he just wants to have private time with the family. What's so wrong with that? Well, okay, what he could have done is at any point uh, written a, sent out a tweet saying, oh, just kind of enjoying the time of my life with my family here. Here I am, uh, you know, on my sailboat or something like that. Um, and just trying to, you know, pursuing a much-needed uh, vacation. But he doesn't do that. He instead just is radio silent and then mocks people for uh, expecting him to to appear every once in a while. He's the governor of California. That's the job he's he's taken on, and he better act the part. Uh, and so, so I, I suspect that he's lying to us, that the reason why he was gone for so long is because he did have very adverse reactions, uh, God willing, they're not permanent. I, I, again, I don't wish that. I'm just not that kind of guy. But I do think that he's lied to us about this, and he wants to keep 
you know, because what would happen if, if he went to the press and said, oh, you know, this vaccine I took, well, it was really bad. I, I was down for the count for two full weeks, you know, but, uh, but I'm an exception. I, it, I'm sure it doesn't happen to everyone. Well, of course, everyone would say this is a horrific thing to deal with. And then you have Garcetti, who, of course, had the vaccine as well. And he, he came down with COVID. I mean, what the frig? This, this, this vaccine is not at all effective. Even uh, our friend, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, my gosh. The, yeah, Microsoft, Bill Gates guy. He, you know, he's one of these guys who touted the vaccine. And he said very specifically that, that uh, you know, maybe it's just not as effective as we thought. Maybe we need to go back to the drawing board. In fact, I'm going to play that clip. The guy, the guy who owns all the patents of vaccines conveniently stated for his own profit margin, hmm, maybe we need to develop new ones and give those out. Oh, I see. Yes. Oh, like, convenient. Yeah, like, wait, wait, wait. But they know because just like the Android and the iPhone, you know, you, you make money on the, on the updates, right? <laughs> but let me, let me play that clip because it's really interesting. Oops. The deaths, it's been completely horrific. And I would expect that will lead the R&D budgets to be focused on things we didn't have today. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new, new way of doing the vaccines. Economic damage. Wow, so, so it, it, that's... That's fascinating. What we just heard is really, really fascinating. This guy is now acknowledging, I mean, I guess that's all he can do, it, that the vaccines are not working the, the way that they thought. And, okay, so wait a minute. This, this is a bald-faced lie because they said it was going to be, uh, what is it, a 9% effective thing, Ari, right? I mean, yes. I, yeah. and, and the idea was it was going to be just this ultimate panacea. Thank God for science. Let's follow the science. The scientists are wonderful people. And, uh, in fact, they're gods. So, but then it turns out that these guys uh, just didn't know what they're talking about. Not only do they have the adverse reactions, I mean, uh, but it, at very best, you can say that it's just not working very well. People are, st- are still able to spread it. They're still able to get it. They're still able to go to the hospital because of it. And they're still able to die because of, of COVID. So, so much for this vaccine. It's, it's an absurdity. And they want to pretend that we all have to be vaccinated in order to kind of somehow make sure everyone's safe. I mean, you have Joe Biden, you know, mocking those who don't get vaccinated by saying it's a freedom thing. You know, I have the freedom to kill you. Ha ha ha. And everyone's laughing. Uh, OK, but but that's we know that's not the case. It has nothing to do with it. You, I mean, if you're vaccinated, you shouldn't worry about we crazy unvaccinated people. You should treat us like uh, zombies that can't get into the into the castle walls, right? We're, we're not going to be able to infect you because you've secured a, a sweet spot in the castle walls. You are protected, my friend. But th- this is it. What, what do you expect from the left? They lie all. They lie every single time. If if it's look now we know for a fact that this virus came from a lab. It was an absurd proposition to suggest that it came from a wet market when we knew the lab was only, what, uh, you know, a couple hundred meters away from, from the, the wet market. And we were, to, were to believe that it came from a wet market by pure coincidence, right next to this, this uh, bioweapons lab, the only one, I think, in China that had this kind of degree of, of um, uh, analysis and, and experimentation. So, but, but that, you know, I mean, then I can sell you some swampland in Florida, as they say. And at the same time, you know, Governor Newsom, he disappears right after taking the jab. But it has nothing to do with the jab, don't you know? 
right? I mean, so, so there's lie after lie after lie. And from people who have no credibility in my mind, uh, including Dr. Fauci. And I want to play this clip for, for you. And Ari, you, you presented this clip from, from uh, Dr. Fauci's early days in the 80s. It's remarkable to hear what he's about to say. And before I say it, in fact, I won't even say what he's going to say. Just hear this clip. Starting to see, as we're seeing virtually as the months go by, other groups that can be involved. And, and seeing it in children is really quite disturbing. When you say other close contact, give me some examples. Well, for example, if, if the close contact of a child is a household contact, perhaps there will be a certain number of cases of individuals who are just living with and in close contact with someone with AIDS or at risk of AIDS who does not necessarily have to have uh, intimate sexual contact or share a needle, but just the ordinary close contact that one sees in normal interpersonal relations. We may be... Okay, so this is shocking, right? So you get, this is Dr. Fauci, and this is in the early 80s when AIDS was really becoming a major crisis. And here he is opining that young children, young children can get AIDS merely by being in close proximity with somebody else who has the AIDS virus. Okay, in other words, you can catch it in the same way that you might catch a cold, or in this case, COVID, for example. So, but but he was just dead wrong about this, right? These are people that are pushing these bizarre uh, theories about viruses that are just dead wrong. He's wrong about the masks. He was wrong about uh, COVID coming from a lab or, or otherwise. He's wrong about the, the amount of people that would get it. Uh, everything he was wrong about. There's not a single thing that he said that was right. It's really hard to... to he was just... And then the 15 days to flatten the curve and so on. You get the idea. These are crazy things that he said, and yet we're supposed to believe these people. And they have an agenda. That's ultimately the point. We started off this podcast about talking about the push and the rush that they are advancing with, with this vaccine, how they have to get it in everyone's arms by, I don't know, what, year's end or something like that? That's the idea. And they have the vaccine passports in, in New York and, and now in Los Angeles, and they want to have it everywhere across the country. And soon they'll, they, they want to have vaccine port, passports for transportation. They're talking about that at least. Uh, and I think people would like that. And, it's, and they, they don't mind about all the restaurants being destroyed and other businesses being destroyed. They want a vaccine police, and that's, that's before we even talk about what's going on in Australia and many other countries where they're just simply depriving everyone of their freedoms. Israel. What's going on with this? What is going on? And the push and the rush, just like my lawnmower example, you have to ask your question, what is your problem? Why are you so crazy about this? What are you trying to push? And that's the entire scope of this podcast. You have to ask questions, specifically the question, why? Why the push? Why the rush? Why are you so agitated about this? Why do you point fingers back at us and say that we're so crazy for not going along with your program when our questions are perfectly valid? Not just the amount of people dying and the adverse effect, but also the effectiveness of the virus itself and the possible consequences, the negative consequences uh, upon children. And this is the first time, it's, a, it's really an experimental drug, um, and it's the, the process by which it's been done and ran run it through is just unacceptable. We just have questions. 
And, uh, and, and all during a time, Ari, all during a time when COVID infections are, are going down dramatically. What's the point? Why, why rush now to get five-year-olds? You know, you could still, you know, push uh, adults to go ahead and get the vaccine. I get that. But why the push for children? And I think that's where they reveal their cards, Ari. That's, that's the moment that I realized there's an agenda going on. Again, I will not pretend to know what the agenda is. I have my suspicions, but there is an agenda. And that agenda is not taking care of young little kids or preventing the spread of COVID from young little kids. This is Brock Lurie signing off, saying thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk with you next week.